You're listening to the Inspired Legacy Podcast on the Edify Podcast Network. This is episode 90. Put God first. Guys, if you're new here, I want to welcome you. My name is Mark, your host and founder of the Inspired Legacy, where we strive to equip and inspire you to leave a godly legacy. Today's show is brought to you by Clicksable. Every business has a unique story to share, and Clicksable can equip you with the content you need to share your story and build your brand. Visit Clicksable.com to learn more. This episode, guys, features my friend and return guest, Jordan Miller. He's the founder of Run to Gun, where he's a personal trainer and nutrition coach leading men to live beyond average. Jordan was on the show a couple of years ago, maybe even longer than that. And we talked about, at that time, we talked about life lessons found in hunting. Today, Jordan put on his personal trainer hat, and we talk about why it's important for men to be physically fit. Not like looking like supermodels, but just physically fit, able to go out into life and just crush it and get the job done. And I got to say, in complete transparency, I mentioned this in the in our conversation too. This is a season. I'm in a season of life right now where this is a challenge for me for various reasons. Um, but I got a lot out of this conversation, and I'm confident that you guys will as well. I actually was so motivated by what Jordan and I talked about that when we got off the phone. I went to the gym. (laughs) It wasn't pretty, but I went and I'm working on making it more consistent because the fact of the matter is this guys to be an effective leader, whether it's at home or at work or anywhere, it starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with our own individual discipline. And only when we steward the body that God gave us, and again, I'm sounding like a hypocrite here because I know what I need to do, but I'm not necessarily doing it. But until we steward the body that God gave, God has given us, only then will we have the energy and stamina that we need to fully meet the demands of our daily grind. And as you're about to hear, physical training is a metaphor for life. Jordan, it's good to see you, man. Great to be on with you again, Mark. I am jacked up, man. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Today, we're talking physical fitness and why it's important for men, especially fathers, uh, to not just be healthy but fit, you know, with the stamina and the physical capacity that we need to execute our God-given roles with excellence. And I say all that uh, knowing that I'm not exactly living up to that myself. So I, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite in this uh, conversation, but a lot of this is for me because I know that I, I know what I need, to, like, like Roman says, like, I know what I need to be doing, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul has it a great way too of just like, writing a lot of a lot of uh stuff that's we know is directed to us man oh 100 (laughs) it's just cool because i mean he talks about that endurance and he talks about being encouraged with it and he talks about strength and it's not always physical strength like we're talking about today a little bit but it's crazy when you start experiencing that physical strength and we're being disciplined in that how our strength builds in our other areas of our life, man. Oh, a hundred percent. It bleeds and we're going to get into this, but it, what, what we build in the gym other than, you know, muscle and endurance, but you know, discipline, all that, it bleeds into every other area of life. Again, not doing it necessarily right now, but I have in the past. Does that count? Yes. <laughs> you know how, you know, you know what to do. I know, we what, all to know do. what we need to do. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So true. So but when true. I look at, you know, uh, my life and a lot of what I talk about on the show, I talk about mm-hmm. kind of through the lens of my own experience. But when it comes to leading my family, which takes a lot of energy, right? Because especially if you've got young kids, their batteries never stop, right? They're either on or off. They're either sleeping or running 100 miles an hour. And until they move out of the house, you got to have energy as a dad to like keep up and lead, right? Yes. And leading... um in our, our spheres of influence outside of the home, whether it's at work or church, what have you. I mean, that takes, it takes energy and a lot of that's mental energy. But again, with the, the energy that we develop as a result of being fit, again, like we said, it bleeds into other areas of life. So um, we can't do any of that though, if we're not leading ourselves. Yes. And I, again, I believe that starts with the discipline that is built in the gym. So that's why you're here. 
Uh, you are not only an expert in this area, you're, I know you're a passionate husband and father and leader of men who, uh, you know how to whip a dude into shape. So, uh, again, welcome back. It's, it's fun to have you back on the show and guys listening and watching, you know, normally I'd have Jordan share a little bit about who he is right now, but he's been on the show before. So if you want to know more about, uh, Jordan's life as a husband and father, go back and listen to episode 47. Mm. and uh, you get the insight on Jordan. But um, as it relates to our topic today, why don't you tell everybody what you do as a trainer and all the things that kind of fall into that realm? Absolutely, man. So it's crazy because we started it, you know, just to train hunters, you know, and now it's like, it's not even about that anymore. You know, it's a part of it. It's it's a way to get get a hold of guys. It's, it's a way. But uh, that that training is just like learning from an early age with it has just evolved into being this, okay, you're doing it for sport. And a lot of us, we start that way, right? right, like right. A lot of us do. We want to perform better in sports, in high school, in college, whatever that looks like for us. And then even out of college, then a lot of us get into, well, I want to put on some muscle because I want to stay in the gym. I want to look good. Um, but at some point, I tell you what, it's not that fun to train anymore. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just the reality because we started getting into life where we're like building a relationship with our wife. We're Mm -hmm. building, we're dating, we're having kids, we're building careers, whether it's our job, we're working up that, that line, or we started our own business, whatever it looks like for your personal situation, life really starts to happen, man. When you get out of college and then you really start getting through your twenties, mm-hmm. uh, you're into your thirties. I feel like that's where I'm at. It's in my, you know, I'm 33. Um, so I've been building business for the last 10 years and have, I have a seven and a five-year-old. So it's like all of these things. And I can truthfully say training isn't fun for me anymore. It's really a commitment. That's just a daily part of my life. Sure. Um, because I understand the importance of it from, from an earthly worldly standpoint, why I need it just to feel good, but also from a biblical perspective of what we're called to do as men, you know? Yep. Um, so when, when we can really mesh some of that, because as much as I want to sit here and just be like, you know, we need to have a, a heavenly perspective, a kingdom perspective on everything. The fact of the matter is we're still here on earth and we still have to occupy here on earth. Right. So how do we combine everything and have balance in our minds too that way? Um, because it, it does feel good to look good. You know Absolutely. I mean? it, Absolutely. It, does, it does feel good to look good, but it's like, but we have to understand that's not everything. It's not everything. And that motivation won't carry you through a lifetime of, you know, healthy right. habits. Right. Cause right. at my age, you know, I'm going to be 46 this summer mm-hmm. and uh, it has nothing. Well, it has very little to do with, with looking good. I mean, I want to look good for my wife. Yes. Yes. But I'm not concerned about turning heads on the beach or anything like that. It's about feeling good physically and mentally because I, I'll just, one of my biggest regrets in life, I have lots of little regrets, you know, as a father, I wish I would have done that better. Wouldn't have said this thing or that thing. But one of my biggest regrets in my whole life is, not continuing to work out. Hmm. I, I was, I spent hours in the weight room in high school, played football. And the summer after I graduated high school, I was in the best shape of my life. Like I was cut. You can go back and I wish I had a picture to hold up to you. Like, it's like, I look at it. It's like, dang it. Yeah. I I was kind of chiseled. And, and then I went off to college and I remember the day I went into the weight room and it was the first time in like a really long time where I just didn't feel like working out. Like, and I had, it had been a couple of weeks since I had worked out because of the, the move to college. And I just got out of my routine, you know, physically sure. moving from home to campus and finally got settled in the campus. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go check out the weight room. I went, wasn't feeling it. And I never went back. It was crazy. And I knew in my head is like, this isn't a good idea, but I just, you know, I was at that point, I was just busy with school and partying. Let's be honest. I was, you know, making uh, poor choices, 
And it just wasn't a, a focus for me anymore. And I just wish that I had a better appreciation then of how my body was going to break down later in life. Because now, again, I'm going to be 46 soon. I mean, I can just aches and pains and, th- you know, throw your back out sneezing. <laughs> it's just, it's a sad state of affairs. And so I wish I had kept it up. So young guys listening to this, if you're not in shape, get in shape. If you are in shape, stay in shape. You will never, ever regret it. And it sounds super cliche because they just haven't experienced it yet. Right. And, and you know, the old saying, like, you don't know what you don't know. Again, sounds super cliche, but when you, when that understanding of those kind of terms happen in your life, then you're like, man, uh-huh. I, re- I really wish I would have just like took a little bit of wisdom and applied it. Yeah. And it's so easy to take your health for granted when you're young because you feel invincible, yes. you know? And so in the back of my mind, I knew I should probably keep working out. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm 19, I'm 20, you know? I'm, I'm in great shape. I'll be fine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, here, lo and behold, now I've got a little, little spare tire action going on and, you, you know, blink a couple times. And like you said, you're 20 years on the line. Right. Yeah. So no, it's nuts. So, uh, I'm curious, I know you played college ball, right? Yeah. Played a little bit of college ball, uh, did a little bit of college track as well. Have you ever gone through a season where you kind of fell off the wagon and, and weren't, wasn't working out? Um, not really. I can, I can honestly say since about my eighth grade year, uh, I started working out around my eighth grade year. Um, and so I, I probably haven't taken off. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't tell you the exact amount of days I work out a year, but I can imagine it's around 300 to 320 out of 365. You know what I mean? After you minus weekend, it's gotta be somewhere around in that. And it's probably been about that since I was 14, you know, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really become habit for me, but I can, like I said, like up, I, I probably enjoyed it a lot back then, you know, cause you were seeing gains when you're untrained, that quote unquote term untrained, like you see gains so fast and oh, you, yeah. you, you progressively see these changes and it's fun and exciting. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, biceps are getting bigger. My abs are showing and you recover so faster. You re- Oh man. Yeah. And so it's fun. You know what I mean? And even like when I got out of college sports and I'm like, okay, I want to start lifting for size and sh- symmetry and shape. And like, even that was fun because before that it was per- for performance. Um, but now, you know, being so far removed from that, you know, 10 years removed from that now, at least for the last six years of that 10, like I can honestly say have not enjoyed working out. It doesn't mean there's not some workouts when I get done that I'm like, Oh yeah, that was awesome. But going into most of my days, I cannot like lie to guys and be like, I really look forward (laughs) to going training hard because I understand the energy it takes. I understand the pain some days that it requires the monotony of most of it, you know, and that's it. And that's the true thing. And I mean, you've read the book, the standard, you know what I mean? Like you're, 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 you know, you've had him on, right? So yep. I just talked to him uh, yesterday, actually. Yeah. And yeah. he's phenomenal. Right. And so it's like, he talks about diligence in that book mm-hmm. and that connected with me so hard because that, that is what training That's what living healthy is. Yeah. It is purely like, dil- it is, if you wanted to wrap up just living healthy in one word, it's just being, it's diligence because nobody's slapping you on the butt for doing some meal prep. Nobody's slapping you in the butt for choosing to do some eggs and oatmeal in the morning instead of your kids' Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. nobody's doing that. So you're not getting this like positive feedback loop from living healthy, really, like continually. Um, you get the occasional feel goods. Um, and so that's where for men, that's where living healthy is a massive reward and a massive empowerment in our lives because we become super diligent and understanding if we can understand that we don't have to be congratulated for everything that we do, man, that's when we become dangerous because we don't, we don't need guys. Like we don't have to be slapped on the butt for everything. We don't have to be congratulated for everything. We need to learn to be diligent in these things that should be a standard in our life. Like we talk about all these different standards, like, just make it a standard to eat well. 
Yeah. Like why, 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 what all of a sudden have I decided that cereal is the thing to do in the morning? Because <laughs> it's so quick good. and fast and it tastes really good, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's so garbage, dude. There is it zero is. nutritional value in that. Yeah. And, and that's same with everything. If you, if you take some inventory on your food for the day, like I challenge every guy listening today is I want you to take some inventory on what you ate to everything that went in your mouth and then look at it and be like, what did that do for me? Right. What, what, how did that serve me? How did the three tablespoons of ranch serve me at all today? Mm-hmm. Okay. It didn't from a performance standpoint, it didn't from a nutritional health perspective. Wow. That seems, that's really pathetic. You know, when we start thinking about it like that and it doesn't mean we shouldn't, it, it shouldn't have those moments. Right. But we don't need to have that moment every day. Right. It's really silly. Like we should be able to go out and enjoy and feast and have a, have a meal like that. And you can, if you've built the discipline of getting your butt into the gym or or some sort of workout routine, you don't have to go to a gym. You can do it at home, but as long as you're doing something, I want to go back to the point you made about just the challenge of going to the gym or again, just Mm. doing, doing the thing, whatever it is, when you don't feel like doing it. I think that men inherently need a challenge in our life because if we don't, again, talking to myself in the mirror here, Mm. if we don't, we get lazy, get comfortable with where we're at in life, physically, emotionally, we get just complacent. And I think that that is, uh, that becomes a way in, um, what am I trying to say? those things bleed into the other areas of life. So if you're lazy yeah. about getting up and going to the gym or working out or what, again, whatever the case is, um, you're going to cut corners in other places in your life. Yeah. And so men, you know, when go back hundreds of years ago, we had challenges every, in every corner of life, right? We had to go hunt for our food. We had to go find water. We had to build shelters to stay warm. Like every, just living, was a challenge. And now we don't have that anymore, really, at least where we live. Right. And so if we don't replace it with something again, we, I think we get lazy and we get comfortable and fat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I use this with my guys that train with me as, you know, in that same realm, Mark, of what you just said is training provides us a daily fork in the road, right? Like it, it gets us to a daily fork, a simulated Pork. And then through the training regimen of the day, like of that hour, there's continued forks. Yep. So we have multiple forks of so every time that we hit rep, we're supposed to hit 10 reps and we're only on seven and you're making that decision. Okay. I'm doing three more reps. Yep. That's a fork in the road or I'm going to stop. That yep. is another simulated fork. That way, when we actually hit real forks in the road, when like we have temptation in our life, or we have to make a tough decision, tough decisions. We're so, we're so used to making We've conditioned ourselves from all the simulations to make the right choice that when the real things happen, it's going to be so much easier. doesn't mean it's not going to be hard, mm-hmm. but it's going to be easier version of hard, hopefully for us. hundred percent. I tell my son all the time, he's 13. I was like, I'm like, buddy, every single day of your life, you're going to be forced to make a decision and you can either choose the easy way or the hard way. And I said, 99% of the time, the hard way is the right way. And so if you build that mental fortitude of being able to choose the harder path, again, that's just, you build it in the gym, it's going to bleed over into your yes. in other areas of your life. And isn't that what discipline is right there? What we just talked about, like every time we put another brick on our standard of, mm-hmm. of doing well, of making the decisions, that is building a just body armor of, of discipline man. Like it is awesome. And and that's what training gives that avenue to us. Because like you said, we don't have to go out and hunt for our food every day or find some shelter for our families because there's a storm coming in or like we don't have to do that. So how do we simulate that? We have to do something, right? Otherwise we're really going to be weak. We're already pretty weak. And if you look at, if you look at all the, the great figures in history, who've done something, who've, who've achieved something great, there are people who put in the reps. There are people who put in the work every day, even when they didn't feel like it. And again, that builds discipline. Yes. And it's hard to explain some of those feelings 
um, and get guys to understand. I've thought a lot about this on how, how do I communicate some of these things? How do I communicate my message better? How do I connect the way I feel with men to get them to have that same feeling that I have and have that same excitement about it that I have? Yeah, especially if they've never experienced it. And it, that's what it goes down to is if they haven't had the experience of it, they're never going to or, or never have a deep connection on what the communication is. And so that's been a lot of my last like five, six months is just uh, of how to do that. Uh, and that really came to me at one of my summits last summer is I was up on top of, of Harney Peak or Black Elk Peak, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Um, you know, highest point east of the Rocky Mountains with a group of men and, you know, we're going and we're going and it was a very powerful weekend, but I had this moment of like, I was del- trying to deliver in this thing. And I just felt this moment of like, just disconnect. Mm. I'm like, man, I thought this little moment was going to be powerful. And it was God's way of like, now, nah, bro, like quit thinking you got this. <laughs> and, and so it, I just had this big moment where I'm like, I'm, I'm not relating to these 12, 13 guys that are right in front of me right now in this really powerful moment that I dreamed of being powerful. Right. I journaled right here in my little journal that, that we gave out to all these guys. And this is like, it was the beginning of my journaling journal of my journaling journey. I thought it was stupid. And I wrote down in there that like, how how am I going to communicate? You know, how am I going to communicate better? How, you know, how am I going to get guys to, to do this? And, and how, how, how do I really do that? Um, and it was just funny because, yeah, how do I communicate with people at their levels? What I wrote down, how do I meet them where they're at? How can my test, how can my testimonies be better communicated? How can that encourage people to turn to God is what I wrote down that day mm. up on top of Arnie. It was the 27th of August. I didn't know I was going to share that right there today, but um and it's just funny because now being removed from August last year and in, in the growth of almost filling this entire journal out with readings and post-training thoughts or, you know, post-reading the Bible thoughts, all of a sudden I look back at that and I'm like, oh, look at the growth. Like, okay, I can communicate that better now because I wrote that down and I thought about it. And then you take these energy steps daily, which is discipline, right? Which is diligency to build knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. To continue to talk to men and all of a sudden be aware and pray about it. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm communicating at their level more. I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying my own life more so I can simplify the communication method to men more to, to pull them in and to not always try to sound so sophisticated. You know what I mean? I think we do that a lot. We're, We're on Instagram and we're on these things and we're like, man, these guys are doing awesome and they sound great. And we have that like identity robbery a little bit or, or, you know, where we're trying to take some identity for somewhere else or whatever yeah. that looks like. Well, you get into that comparison game. If you start looking at, you know, how other guys physiques are on Instagram yes. or wherever else. And we do it subconsciously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then subconsciously. That that much. Yeah. But, I, but we do. hundred percent. Cause we want to, we want to serve our people well, or we want to, we want to do it well. Well, it's like, dude, we had to remember like, what is our job? (laughs) You know, what is, what is my specific job or task that I'm supposed to be doing? And so that helps me simplify and go back down to basic things like eating well, like training hard, like reading, like praying. And then it's not always that fast growth. That's like, we talked about that slap on the butt, like instant feedback, like we get from a like or a comment on Instagram, but over the course of a decade or a lifetime, exactly what your podcast is about, right? Like building legacy, mm. it's going to be there. It, it's just, it just is, it's just, it, it will be there. I, I, from a business aspect, I talked about this with the client just the other day of, they're like, man, don't you get sick of doing videos all the time? Me and my husband were talking about this and I, you and your wife do so many videos and you've been posting so much. And I'm like, absolutely. I hate it. Like I almost despise it. Like it's, it's not fun for me anymore. Again, just like the training isn't always fun, but it's a requirement because I know the people that are signing up for training with me today, I don't even know they've been following me for seven or eight years, but then they tell me this. So the posts that I was making eight years ago, when it was finally their time, they were, they were confident and comfortable with coming to me. They knew who I was because I don't leave it out. I don't leave it out there anymore of who I am. 
And so I leave it out there of who I am. And so then that, that motivates me then today to be like, what I put out there today is going to be building legacy, legacy for me and my family again in seven years and eight years. Yeah. And so it's just this continued loop of what we have to do. And that's what it's going to be like exactly in your life with health too. What you do today is going to make it matter in eight years. And then you're going to feel like in eight years, like, ah, yeah. what you do today again, matters again in eight years. So it's just, you got to continue and just make it the commitment in your life. So that was a little masterclass on branding there too. That was, that was good. Um, yeah, you man, I value Mark. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when I'm trying to convince myself that I need to get up and move and do something, I just ask, I just get real simple. Like you said, and ask myself, Mark, how do you want to better manage your stress? How do you want to handle the tension in your life? You know, do you want to, do you want to buckle under pressure or do you want to have what it takes to push through? And I keep going to that back to that point of discipline. But I, I think that that's part of men needing a challenge. And, um, if you just commit one day at a time, you learn how to, you discover that you can push through a lot more than you realized you could physically and mentally. This podcast is part of the edify podcast network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. I think we think about discipline being physical when we think about that word a lot. I think, you know, we've seen that it's not a new word that we're throwing around. People probably listen to it right now and be like, I wish people would stop talking about discipline right now because they probably hear it all the time, but it's a missing piece. Um, and I think more so, like you said, from a mental aspect. Well, look at it this way. We, a lot of people associate the word discipline with, um, they think of it as a negative thing because they associate it with spanking or hitting or something, you know, abuse. Okay. But really, discipline, and I'm talking kind of through the lens of like children, you know, raising kids. Yes. Discipline really is, if you do it right, it's not punishment, it's correction, right? And so when you think of discipline in terms of the gym as correction and not punishing yourself, it helps you see it in a whole new light. Does that yeah, make sense? That's so, that's so good. And then if we take it a step further, you know, you said like with that correction from a parent to child standpoint let's look at it even from the parent standpoint, then it's a commitment to the discipline mm. because you know, like they, they've, they are a commitment to the correction, excuse me, commitment to the correction because they're, they're giving correction, which is discipline, but they didn't have to do that. They could have just been like, I'm not going to correct my child here. We see that all the time. You go to Walmart, walk through the aisles for 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. See it. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's even taking a step further. It is a commitment to the correction. We're committed to correcting ourselves every single day. And we know, like, if we're going to take this from a biblical standpoint, again, like we know Paul talks about that. We know that's in the new Testament. We know it talks about daily dying to self. That's commitment to correction. That's commitment to discipline that we're not going to be selfish and go our own way every day. Yeah. We're, we're dying to those selfish feelings. Yeah. I, I talked to Josh Kashadorian um, yesterday, again, um, author of The Standard. Go read it. Excellent book. Um, Great book. But in that book and in our conversation, we talk about the fact that the word disciple comes from the word discipline. And disciple means like to learn, right? You're learning. And so I think a large part of this conversation is, and I kind of touched on it already, uh, you learn about yourself. You learn about what you're capable of. You, you learn what you're not capable of. You know, if there's certain moves or routines that just aren't a fit for you, then, okay, now you know. Now you can try something else. And so it's like this journey of discovering who you are physically and emotionally. Yes, that's so good. And then I was just at an event last weekend, Mark, and it was over discipleship. So you bring this up and just connects with me what you just said there. And it's almost like, you know, that, that term scares so many people off and guys might've heard that term a little right there. And they're like, Oh, like it, it's, it's, you know, but, but we, we can, and, and the pastor that was talking about this, cause there were some people in the room that day, cause we filled out cards that day too, of like, 
who is discipling us and who are we discipling? And for some of us, that was an easy fill out. For other people, that was a very intimidating, like, oh my gosh, like, am I, am I not worthy of being here? Am I not like, that was a struggle for some people too. And at the end, and this was, un- I found out the other day that this was unplanned. So the pastor that was leading this found out that there was people in the room that were like really struggling with this card that was supposed to be a helpful tool. And it was turning into this hindrance. And he explained it, it was like, replace that word, like, who are you discipling or who's discipling you to, who do you care about? Who are you caring about mm. and who's care or who's caring about you? And so, and, and, and it was very cool because that's another simplification, like exactly what you talked about. It's like, man, like when we're getting into that, we're having that care for people and, and training and being healthy and focusing, having that focus on ourselves to increase ourselves mentally and physically really gives us permission in that ability to care for other people's at a next level. The people that are around us, we're able to provide for them and care about them at another level. We're able to provide for them at another level, especially our wives, Mm -hmm. especially our kids, especially for the men that we're serving, whatever that looks like in your life. Like we have to, have to, have to be, be dedicated, committed to the correction every single day. And it doesn't have to be this big, long out three hour marathon, like get something in. Yeah. You know, 100%. maybe your, maybe your start is wake up in the morning, pound an eight ounce glass of water, hit 20 push ups, hit 20 air squats. And that's how you start, but you don't skip it every day. And you're like, okay, I'm committed to doing this simple action step every single day. Mm-hmm. Now it, it doesn't really matter if that's making your body better, like from a weight loss standpoint or something like that, that doesn't really matter. You know, it, it matters that you finally committed to something, you know, um, I've, I've had somebody that I talked to that had a crazy weight loss journey, a couple hundred pounds. And, uh, they, they were like, yeah, I started, I, I was only going to the gym. Like I was only going in the gym and working out like once a week. It's all I could get myself to do, but I was going to the gym seven days a week. I'm like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, no, I was driving there and I would just pull in. I'd walk through the door and sometimes I just couldn't do it. And I'd walk back out, but I'd make myself walk through the door every day. And I'm kind of like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you're there, work out, like walk on the treadmill, but they, in their head, they were building this like neurological habit to go and do it every single day. And then it turned into this. Okay. It was twice a week that I was actually walking on the treadmill. And then it was, okay. It was three times a week. And I started lifting little weights and, but they were there checking in every day. And I thought that was, then it kind of made a little more sense to me because I, I view things sometimes as more of a hardcore, like you, you're there, work it out. And then I'm like, man, go back to that full connect with people. How do you communicate with people? And how, how she said that to me, it was like, okay, like people's, everybody's journey is slightly different. It yeah. doesn't have to be like what mine looks like. Mm-hmm. I thought that was powerful, man. I hope that kind of connects with some people today too, a little bit with how it can start small. Oh, hundred percent. And I'm just, I related that back to my own experience, you know, before the pandemic, I hate that word, but Same. before, <laughs> <laughs> before the pandemic, I was going to the gym fairly regularly when I started that journey in probably, I don't know, 2017, 2018, um, there were times where I would go to the gym and just do a half-ass workout, but I was always glad that I did it because I showed up. I didn't break the routine of going to the gym because I was going over my lunch hour at work. So it was like hustle up, get there, you know, change, get your workout in. Cause I really only had like 45 minutes. Yeah. So it forces you to just like get after it. But there were days where it's like, I'm here, but I just, I'm not feeling it. But again, I would, I think I would rather show up and do a half-ass workout than not show up at all. Because like going back to my story from when I was in college, if you don't show up, it's game over. I mean, it's so easy at that point to just find another excuse to not go again. Show up. Don't use an excuse just to check the box. Like be, be real with yourself. Like you knew that that day you put in a, a, an average workout. Right. So there's some people who will just go and check the box and they'll lie to themselves that they're doing well. Like I hired trainers, so I'm, I'm <laughs> doing great. I have some of those. Let's be real. 
<laughs> but, but like you said, it's still better to show up. You know, I mean, have have the self awareness ability to know that you just checked the box that day. We can't have seven of those days in a row. Like we got to have some some work days. But you're right, Mark. Like we got to show up every day. Yeah. Some of those days we know that it ain't going to go the way we want or planned or we wish it to be, but we still showed up. You know, yeah. like we got to do it. We got to do it. It's so good, man. And then so if good. you build the discipline of showing up at the gym or showing up to wherever your workout is. Then you build the discipline of showing up for your marriage, showing up for your kids, showing up for your friends, even when you don't really want to, it just kind of becomes ingrained into who you are. Absolutely. Mark, how how do you feel too? Like you talk about right there, like you're showing up for your kids. How do you feel like the fitness aspect, being healthy, fit, fit, whether whether you're married out there guys or you're, you're dating or wherever it looks like for you. How do you feel like that, that ties in Mark building that discipline as a man with being healthy and doing those things as to serving our wives and showing up for our wives the way we should, or our girlfriends, or our fiancés, wherever that looks like. You know, for me, um, I think it, 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 it impacted my physical capacity, my performance across the board, or I just felt mentally more sharp. My energy levels were up. I felt more confident, not just because I looked better, you know, I didn't have to like hold my gut in. Mm-hmm. Um, it improves, let's be honest, it improves sex drive, right? Yep. It improves stamina. Yep. Um, that's going to make your wives happy. Um, yep. We sleep better, right? If you're working hard physically during the day, it's a lot easier to fall asleep and stay asleep and get better sleep. Um, so those are the ways that it, it impacts me and benefits me. So again, I'm hearing myself talk, I'm like, why am I not doing it? Um, it's so easy <laughs> to let the the hustle and bustle of the day be a a convenient excuse. There's always time in the day to do something, right? Yes. Yes. I know. I mean, you're both business owners. So, I mean, we, we get it. It's crazy, but you know, carving out that time, scheduling a time, like you did one of my five day challenges. And that was part of that was like, Hey, on Sunday, when we started that challenge to go into Monday through Friday, what did we make? What did we do? We sat down and we were like, all right, you're going to schedule out your week on what time you're working out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday before the week even starts. And it's, it's just like a doctor's appointment. You're not going to go schedule a doctor's appointment and not go. Like if something serious is going on, you're going to make sure you're there because it's hard to get in. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's been to a dermatologist, like that's a six month wait. <laughs> you right, know? So right. You're not going to miss that. You're going to, you're going to show up. So treat it the same way or guys, you, you scheduled a date on Friday night with, with a, with a girl you're excited to go out with. You're not missing that. Treat it the same way. Like, schedule it in your calendar. You're not missing that. It's a non-negotiable meeting in your week. Yeah. That's a great point. If you're, if guys are thinking about dipping their toe in or, or starting something, have a plan before you get started. Cause like you just said, if it's not on your calendar, it's probably not going to happen. And if you show up to the gym and you don't know what you're going to do, you may not do anything and it may not be very effective if you do do something, but so have a plan. Yes. And I mean, that's, that's what I do with guys, you know, is, is I help them. A lot of guys get it in their calendar, you know, or I help them figure out getting their calendar, but then they show up and they're like, all right, I went by, I, I don't <laughs> like, I, I walked to the treadmill again and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And then I help them start building that, what to do every day, what to do every day. Um, and it's just really fun to see. It's obviously fun to see them change physically. And anybody who follows my Instagram or my Facebook, like, we post the social proof and we talk about, you know, we show how well what the guys are doing and things like that. That's awesome. But a lot of the stuff that never gets posted are, you know, the private messages between my clients and I, where they're talking about like what you just said, like a relationship with their wife getting better or a guy had this week that was like supposed to run a 5k and he, and he sends me a message. He's like, Hey man, just so you know, like my time's going to look really, really slow on the 5k nights. Cause I've been, it's my busy time, time of year. He builds, he builds custom rifles. He's swamped right now. And uh, he's like, I, his wife's, they're having their first baby. His wife's pregnant. It was a nice night and they went on a walk and he sent me this picture and they were out walking together. It was like nine 30 at night. And I'm like, dude, I mean, that's the stuff that I'm like, okay. He might not have made that decision to, I I need to sacrifice. I'm still getting my, I'm still getting my 3.1 miles in. 
but I'm, I'm going to, I need to spend time with my wife tonight. We need to have that time. We need to have that fellowship. And I'm like, man, like that's the stuff that as the coach that I get to see the, the change in men of, of, okay, when they signed up, when they committed, when they bought into, you know, in, increasing their life in this way from a health perspective of, okay, it's bleeding over. Like they just made a better decision. Um, yes, it wasn't a 3.1 mile run that's going to help them performance this week, but they still showed up, like you said, and they did something that served their wives. And they did mm-hmm. something that did, and then, and it's just like a weekly thing now with these guys of little stories like that. And that's what kind of, that's what always refills my cup because my job is always filling other people's cup and encouraging. And that's definitely a gift that you know God's given me is to encourage guys and to encourage men. Um, but as the encourager, it's easy sometimes to be a little empty. And sure. It's easy yeah. Some sometimes to be to just it's I need to be encouraged sometimes. Um, and so that's where for me learning diligent tasks, like dude, get in the word, man. Like for me, that's my diligent task that if I miss, then I'm not as good as being encouraged. So like I've already got my commitment locked down to the training. And so I've already got my commitment locked down overall with the nutrition. And and so guys listening might be like, well, I'm I'm a I'm a disciplined guy. I'm a, I'm a, dis, I'm a diligent guy in my work. I'm already diligent with my kids. Like I do these things, like my finances are locked in, but maybe your health isn't right. That's how getting in the word was for me a year ago was I was locked in in these other areas, but I was still getting a cup emptied from what I do. And so I had to start being like, okay, how do I correlate and pull my strengths from one area of my life, which was my health, my fitness, my encouragement to other people. How do I pull that strength and put it into a different area of diligence in my life? Like for me getting into the word and studying and praying more. And so for you, maybe you're already locked in praying in the word, you're already in the word, you know, you're locked in finances, but okay. How, now how do you, how do you enhance that? How do you make that rich, right? Richer, yeah. you know, you know that something's still a little missing or you know, there's, there's something that can, enhance us. And maybe that's the health and fitness that we need to start being diligent. And there's always something where we can take a strength and then take that strength and put it into one of our weaknesses to improve. It doesn't mean that weakness is still going to be one of our greatest strengths, but we have to take gifts from one area and apply them to the other areas that we have. Cause those other areas are, they still exist. They yeah. don't exist just because we don't want to acknowledge them. <laughs> we're still weak in those areas and, and we're called to be better in those areas. We're called to enhance in those areas. So that's just my little bit of advice there. Yeah. hundred percent. I think you kind of touched on another area that I wanted this conversation to go. And that's just this perfect. Um, idea of having a growth mindset. Now hmm. I realize that not everybody has a growth mindset necessarily. And so I would imagine I'm speculating, but guys that do all of what we've been talking about may come a little more naturally or easy, but in your experience, do you run across guys or do you work with guys that either don't have a growth mindset or just kind of struggle in that area? How do you overcome that? Um, Most definitely. Um, Some guys it's really natural, right? They're always like looking to the next, looking to the next. Um, So I I think there's two different stages. Help me keep on track with this mark because my mind goes a thousand miles. So growth mindset guys. um, I think there's two different a couple different types. There's actually guys with growth mindsets that get stuck in their growth mindset because they get stuck in their own path of what was successful in the past sometimes. And they won't deviate from that to oh. go to the next level of growth. Um, I, I'm going to relate this back to health and fitness because it's the easiest thing for me to do. So I have a guy that's been training for a couple of years, has done Outstanding, completely changed his life from a mental perspective, from a physical perspective, 150 pounds lost more than that, actually, um, you know, thriving business family doing much better. I mean, like amazing has goals then to increase his, his physical fitness to another level and spiritual too. He's really being pulled that way. Gets stuck though, in what we have done in the past two years to lead him up to where he's at now. And it's really hard for him then to go to the next level of training, that next training block 
right? Mm-hmm. Leave what's what we already did, go to the next training block because it's what it takes. But it's not the same. The next training block doesn't feel the same as the previous block, right? We, we don't feel the same when we train. We don't sweat the same. Um, like if we want to go from burning fat to putting on muscle, we have to build strength, right? And we, our rep ranges are less. So we're pushing more weight. We're, we're breaking down that muscle tissue to be able to eat and build it back up. So we have to eat more. Yeah. We have, you know, we have to fuel ourselves more to build that muscle. Well, you've encountered the next level of resistance, right? Because in my mind, it's like plat, it's like stair-stepping, you know, you hit the initial wall of resistance, you kind of overcome that, but then to keep from plateauing for too long, then you need to mix it up, maybe incorporate, you know, work out with other guys who maybe are a little bit more experienced than you to kind of, like you said, get you to the next level. Yes. The, 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 the goal has to match the training. Right. Um, and so but because of what worked so well in the past to get him to level one, it's, it's hard for him to leave that behind and go to level two because it's so different. You can't possibly work. And so mm-hmm. even though he had such a growth mindset to get to where he was at, our growth mindset and that can actually hold us back from going on to growth, to growth stage number two. Mm-hmm. So there, that's one type. And then there's another type that they understand they need to have the growth mindset they actually take the action step to reach out for help. I've had, you know, I've had a guy call a couple in the last couple of weeks. Um, I had a guy that was struggling that called me about, he was struggling mentally and I was in the gym and he was struggling mentally and he texted me or messaged me on Facebook. It's like, Hey, I'm really struggling mentally. Is there something I can do to like really get a mental reset? And I was kind of like, yeah, man, like, I'd love to talk to you about this. This is more than me just dropping you a message on Facebook though. Yeah. And I could kind of sense, I'm like, this was a big deal. I didn't want to just like blow them off. I didn't want to just send a message of like, do this. And I'm like, what's your schedule look like today? Let's jump on a quick call. Or let's meet him. He's, he's a local guy. And uh, he's like, I have today off. And I'm like, nice. I'm open in this window. Like, let's go grab a coffee at scooters. I was up in Harrisburg training clients. I'm like, I'll buy you coffee. Let's chat. And then well, maybe I just need to rest today and take the day off. That'll fix it. So backstory, he struggled a lot. He, I've had this same kind of conversation with him for a year or so mm-hmm. messages him kind of just, you know, wanting some help, wanting some encouragement. And, but so he re, they, they reach out for help. They know that they want, need some growth in their life. But then when it comes down to somebody actually, okay, let's go. Let's, I will help you grow, man. I'm going to hold your hand with this. I'm going to be there. I'm going to encourage you. And then they realize like, oh, we're doing this and then they back up. Interesting. Like it, they know it's going to about, they're about ready to enter the work phase of growth, yeah. which that's what, <laughs> that's what growth is. It's work. Uh-huh. It takes work. And so there's two different stages of people. And then there obviously a third stage of people who actually just do it. Um, and, but, but I think those are kind of the three stages in my experience of, of working with men and people in general for the last little over a decade, but especially with men in the last year and a half where I've really, you know, focused on men specifically. Um, I've had a lot of those first two, we talked about stages Yeah, a lot in that second one where they had, they, they took in a big step. The hard part's reaching out and admitting that you need help. Yeah. And then it's like, they get to that point and mm, it's tough. Um, and I get it. I, I really do because I've done the same thing with coaching you know, at, you know, getting, eh, okay, I kind of want to do it. And I'm not sure if I want to spend the money and I know it's going to be beneficial. I've done it too. We we've all probably done it. Um, but so the self-awareness portion is huge for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of, of like, and just finding the right match. We have to find the right match for us too. Um, but I just encourage guys to be like, if you're, if you're knowing you want to test that mindset, like if you're recognizing you need growth in your life, like what we talked about with that second guy and you, you're reaching out like, man, like just even if you're not doing something, just start fellowshipping with other dudes. Yeah. Like, like listen to a podcast like this and then, and then don't be afraid to reach out to a guy, like send a message to Mark, send a message to me, send a message to, to John, whatever it is. Like these guys who are on the, on the cast, like dude, drop them an IG message. Most of the guys that are probably on the podcast or most like not everybody's going to maybe reply, but like, you'd be surprised. Like you'd be surprised on a message of like, dude, I listened to your podcast. Like this really connected with me. I'm struggling with this. Like you'd be surprised how like 
at least guys like myself, I get a message like that. Like I'm pretty stoked. I'm going to take the time to be like, wow, the, you know, and connect with you, you yeah, know, like I love 100%. it. And if, so I, I find that to be the, um, the case that a lot of guys feel like, um, whatever insecurities they have, they feel like they're the only one. Well, I'm, I'm the only one that feels this way. Nailed it. That is not the case. If you're feeling it, a thousand other guys out there are feeling the exact same thing. So like, yeah, raising your hand and admitting you need some help can be a little scary, but trust me, whatever issue that you need help with, there's a dozen other guys or more that are going through the exact same thing. So it's, it's an opportunity to rally together. Dude. Yes. And it's, you nailed it with the insecurities, man. Like in the insecurities, just absolutely kill us. They, you know, and in the, and in the Bible, it talks about like insecurity is part of the plot to kill, steal, kill, steal, and destroy us, man. Like that, that is what it does to us. I thought I had a note here from like a couple months. Yeah. Back. It looked like you were looking up something. Oh, I was lo- I'm like <laughs> looking at like, I, again, the journal, man, it's just crazy. Cause something, it's just a cool way to be able to to do that. Um, I have a note here about insecurity is insecurity is when you have the results, but you're still not living it out. Mm. It's just like a, you know, like I had a random note there that I had wrote down. It must've been a thought. And this was a couple months ago. Insecurity is when you have the results, but you're still not living it out. And I think it looking back at that, I think that was from a thought of like, I must've been having a day or something (laughs) where it's like I was having self-doubt in my business and, and like, Oh, is this, what am I doing? Like, I can't provide for my family with this. I'm never going to be able to continue to pay my mortgage like this or whatever it is. And I was actually, I actually know when this was, I'm thinking about like having a couple of the best months I've ever had in my business. Mm. And then all of a sudden, why am I feeling all of a sudden these insecurities? And I mean, those are absolute lies. hundred percent right? lies. Cause it's, and, you're going in the right direction and Satan's trying to keep you back you absolutely know that. And I've already had the result and, but you're almost refusing them to continue to live it out. That is insecure. That yeah. is us not living the result that we were already having. Yep. Right. And, yep. and man, and guys, if you want to make, if you have insecurities and they're keeping you from the gym, if you want to make that worse, uh, keep comparing yourself to other guys out there on Instagram and, and wherever else, because that's that's the surefire bet to like tell yourself, convince yourself, oh, I'll never look like that. So what's the point? And, and and do some inventory, guys. If there's some guys that look that good and you're comparing to them yourselves to them, like you, I don't know if you understand the amount of drugs that are used in today's world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying you can't accomplish an amazing physique without them, because you can, but it's very common that stuff's being used. And it doesn't mean it has to be this like massive anabolic steroid that you look like Jay Cutler, but there's other stuff that guys use. It's just the reality of it. Um, and so like, we have to be willing to be like, that's, and even if you look up to a guy that takes something, don't, you gotta be, be self-aware enough to be like, Oh, they're, they're getting some help. I'm not, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or for me to go run a 50 mile run, and I take nothing but my supplement line that I take, which is protein and my electrolytes. Like, am I going to be able to train and recover and do things the way that some of these guys that are getting a different help? I'm not. So I can't compare it to them. I can't, yeah. You know what I mean? The amount of time it takes me to get there is different. Um, so take some inventory on, okay, is this doing yourself a favor mentally? If it's not, do one of two things, acknowledge it and be cool with it and still follow them because, okay, cool. I'm different. It's fine. I still love what they post. I love the content or be, be man enough to unfollow them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if you don't have the mental fortitude to make the difference in your head, then you have to have the mental fortitude to quit looking at it. Yep. Especially if you've already acknowledged that it makes you negative. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I've told guys that who follow me and I don't feel like I, I do. I really try to vet myself and what I post because I don't want to have a negative. I don't want somebody to feel negative about themselves, but I also want to be aspiring. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I want guys to be like, oh, he's living the way he's living his life is, is a, is a model. And I want to, I want to be similar, but in my own identity. Yeah. 
you know, I want guys to feel that way when they, they follow my page, but I know that's not hundred percent possible because I know everybody has insecurities. And so they're going to have a bad day where something I post could connect with them the wrong way. And it makes them negative. And then the next post they see, they compare themselves and they feel negative again. I've told guys, I've told guys in specific, dude, if I'm making you negative, even though that's in my heart, I know that's not my drive. That's not my responsibility. Then you got to unfollow me. Don't, you know, if I'm not connecting with you right now, don't follow my page. You know what I mean? Because that's, I don't want that result in your life, even though I know in my heart, that's not my intention. You know what I mean? Um, No, I've followed you for a while and I can say with absolute honesty that um, everything you put out there is encouraging and uplifting. And I have never been made to feel insecure by the stuff that you put out there for whatever it's worth. But I think at the end of the day, anybody listening who is thinking about getting in better shape, you've got to understand your own why you've got to set your own goals according to your own plan and you've got to run your own race. You can't compare yourself to anybody else. So good. We got it. And and here's the thing guys too. I think this helps. This will help some guys right here. And this is like as simple as it gets. You got to start finding and falling into your own identity, which takes getting rid of the insecurities. So how, how can, what's an action step that you can take to start figuring out your own identity? Well, if you want to do it the right way, you got to figure out Jesus's identity. You got to figure out who he is. And unless you're really figuring out who Jesus is, it's hard for us to model what a man should look like. How can we find our own identity of what a real man looks like if we don't know what the real man looks like? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And so if you want to get started on that right now, go and start in Luke 1 and yeah. start jumping in and just read. I want you to read Luke 1 today and take, grab a journal or grab a notebook and take a few notes of something that sticks out with you. And then tomorrow you read Luke 2 and you grab a couple of notes and you underline in your Bible or you highlight in your Bible app and you do a couple things. One chapter a day, you start Luke one, you do a day and you get through Luke because the beginning of Luke is before Jesus is born. And then it goes into he's born and then it goes into some of his childhood and then it goes into his ministry. And so if we don't know who Jesus is and we don't understand what he's saying, how do we, how do we become real men? How do we actually model ourselves as men? Because we can't, be a man unless we're looking at what a man looks like. Right. We're just existing. We're not living. We're just existing. We're just walking around on earth. We have to have discipline enough to model ourselves after somebody. You know what I mean? Jesus was the ultimate dude. Why not? We're always looking towards like self-help books. And we're always looking to these things like, dude, model after the man. Don't model after me so that I have to make sure I'm trying to live like Jesus. I have to learn what Jesus was like. And so, man, if you want to simplify it, Luke helped me so much, you guys, like starting in Luke one and just going through that. It's so, so good. And we can just, it's a great place to start. That's my challenge for guys right there too. I gave the one challenge earlier about the, maybe it's just getting up and pounding a glass of water and hitting 20 squats and hitting 10, 20 pushups, whatever that looks like. Here's challenge number two today. I like giving challenges. Mark knows this. He, he has to hear it from me all the time. Bonus <laughs> challenge, bonus challenge. I love it. There's the, there's the two challenges, man. And if you're hitting that, I'd love for you guys to just drop me a message and I can help hold you accountable or we could talk about that. Or if you have a question on any of that stuff, I don't know everything by far. I'm, I am, you know, I'm, I'm new into my actual like steadying and diving in journey in this mm. last year. But man, I tell you what, I look back um, and I'm like, I can never go back to not doing it. You're better now than you were last year and the year before that goes back to that growth mindset. It's not just physical bleeds into your spiritual life as well. Yeah. And I mean, guys, think about what we've talked about so much today is like, this is supposed to be all training. This is supposed to be hell. You know what I mean? Like, but half of this podcast was mental. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like they are not separate ends of the spectrum. They work hand in hand. They are, they're together. Um, And so one serves the other, the other serves the other. They don't separate. hundred percent, man. Dude, this has been really good. It's everything that I wanted to get out of this discussion. Um, yes. we're, we're pushing time before I let you go though. I got to know, I think you touched on it earlier. You didn't mention it by name. The, um, event that you were at was at the IM4 global summit. Yeah. So I, I got to know how that man. was. I am four. I'll say that one more time, Mark. I'm sorry. I, I've got to know how it was. Cause it looked Dude, phenomenal. It's absolutely 
amazing. And just, um, just real quick for context yep. for everybody listening, yes. the I am for global summit, it's hosted by uh, pastor Ivy Marsh and his church. I believe yep. um, pastor Ivy Marsh has been a guest on this show. Uh, you can learn more about him and I am for, you can go listen to uh, I believe it's episode 65. So just providing some context there, but yeah, yep. this summit is down in what Georgia. Yep. It was in Huntsville. Um, oh, Alabama, yeah, Alabama. And, uh, Ivy Marshes is, is a man's man. Yeah. Like that guy is a man's man. He's somebody who, um, I love what he says, but I love more the way he lives with his life. You know, he's a model um, because he, li- he, he tries to model Jesus and he works at modeling Jesus. So he's somebody that I really look up to. I've got to have a couple of really great conversations with him. Um, and I really look up to the guy. Um, but his event was massively powerful. I, I swung down there and we had some crazy things happen. Um, there that were just like full circle in my last like 15 months of my life. Um, if you, it, dudes, it's a $30 event and trust me, if you can't afford 30 bucks, they'll let you come free. Mm. I mean, it's absolutely a powerful event. Um, you get to be around men who they, there was like 600 guys there. Um, and everybody's there who stayed are they're there for the same reason you are. Everybody's got their thing. You know what I mean? Um, whether you're old in your walk or you're new in your walk or you haven't started your walk, it's for you. Um, and you know, there's 600 guys to start. It's, it starts Friday night and it ends Saturday night. Um, so it's like a couple sessions Friday night and then it doesn't start till noon on Saturday. And then there's like breakout sessions, things like that. It's, it's legit. And, uh, Steve Weatherford really was fun. there, right? Yeah. And so I coached with Steve Weatherford. He's been on this show. Yep. Um, I, when I bought my tickets, I bought my own ticket and then I saw that there were 30 bucks. I thought it was gonna be like a $500 event. And I got on, I bought my ticket. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy three more tickets and I'm just going to pull as many, pull two or three guys down with me. And Steve wasn't even on the docket for speaking. And, uh, he ended up like the week before and I was like pumped. And I sat, I sat down that night and he ended up sitting down like right in front of me and looks at me. He's like, I know this guy. And so like, <laughs> <laughs> we got to connect because we coached online for a couple months together. Sure. So we got, it was just powerful. And then my my buddy that I hold down there giving his life to Jesus. Mm. Steve ended up being the one actually like happenstance, quote unquote, anointing him, you know, with oil there. It was just crazy, um, really powerful weekend. I my goal is to uh I'm going again next year for sure. Yeah. Uh, there was like I, I want like 30, 40 guys from our area up here, Mark, to to just like caravan down there and go like, I think it'd be just epic to and, and powerful to just like caravan down and you yeah. have 30, 40 guys from South Dakota that all like rendezvous down to that event. Yeah. Um, it'd be a powerful thing. That's, I, I think it'd be awesome to do that. Um, especially when you're splitting gas with three guys in your vehicle, like it's not expensive. Right. Um, I think I spent a total of, you know, I had a couple guys in my vehicle. I think I spent a total of 200 bucks the whole time, you know? And so it was like, so, so worthwhile. Um, you know, life-changing for me, just in that sense of growth. Um, but then life-changing for the fact that I got to see lives changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was a yeah. little further along in my walk, but my buddies weren't. And so I got to see their lives change, which then in turn changes my life, you know? Um, so just super cool. Um, we need to definitely get that out there. We need to go to go next year again. Um, would highly recommend it. And like you said, like, man, the guys there, Chad, right amazing has he been on your show if he has you need to you need to like suck up to that guy and get him on your show because he would like i don't think he's been on he lights some fire yeah there was he was our first speaker he's an ultra he's a ex navy seal ultra runner right right. um and he has a heart for he have the long beard yep yeah i know know who he is yeah loves jesus massively um he gave the first kind of he was the first speaker on friday night and there was guys who got up and left. I mean, he was wow. that on fire that some guys couldn't handle it. Wow. And, uh, and so for people who want context, this event was called restoring honor to masculinity. So you would think you'd sign up for that event because it's, for, it's, it's for men, Yeah. but not everybody's ready. Well, and everybody Chad's has their the own journey. Dad's the man, dude. Like <laughs> uh, he'd be a great, great guy for the podcast. Yeah. Too. I'll have to keep him in mind. I think he's on my radar. I've got a, a running list of people that I'm, interested in getting on here dude podcast is awesome dude oh thank you so much man this has been really fun and and um it's been a good conversation uh again you work with guys you kind of live in the fitness realm where can guys find you online learn more about what you have to offer for sure uh my instagram is at run to gun r-u-n-t-g-t r-u-n-2 
G-U-N. Nice and simple, just like it sounds, run to gun. My Facebook, our page is run to gun. Um, yeah, simple, man. Facebook and in there, I, we just started a TikTok. TikTok's stupid, but it's like needed. <laughs> um, I think that's Jordan Miller underscore run to gun. All right. Um, my Twitter is run to gun. I don't do it. I kind of use my Twitter as like to post other stuff on Instagram yeah. or maybe get political once in a while where I don't do that on my Instagram <laughs> here as much. So uh, if you, if you want some political humor, I, I get into it there a little bit, but right on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, my main thing, man, is just to serve men, encourage men, um, encourage men important to their marriages, help them grow in their marriages, help them grow in their relationship with Jesus so they can pour into their own marriage. Um, and my wife, the same thing. We're just kind of falling into that together. Um, definitely in sharing our testimony and what Jesus did for us, man. And, and that, that our love for each other kind of ran out, but Jesus's love fixed everything, man. And, mm. and since we both started loving Jesus more, how we were actually able to love each other. And so now that has just been, you know, our mission, man, um, to share, to share much of that. I and, love it. Uh, so we've just been pouring into other men, pouring in, she's been pouring into other women. And then um, just kind of getting new into, you know, jumping on FaceTimes with couples and, and, and just encouraging them and, and doing that. So, um, yeah, from a fitness and health standpoint, obviously coaching is what I do. That's my specialty, building out workout programs, building out nutrition plans, and then holding you accountable and encouraging you to lock in and just be the man in your life that you're supposed to be. So, which I have experienced firsthand. So guys yes, listening, sir. if you want to get in better shape, look up Jordan. He's the real deal. And thank you so much for your time. Yes, man. Can't wait till next time. Guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's conversation, share it with a friend and subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes like the one you heard today. And be sure to check today's show notes for all the ways you can stay plugged into the Inspired Legacy, including my free download called Nine Ways to Be a Better Dad. You can sign up for my free weekly devotional called Inspired Inbox. And you can join the private Facebook group, a community of other like-minded men looking to become the best husbands and fathers they can be. So get plugged in. Like, subscribe, leave a review, and help more guys find the show because we need more men battling together for the sake of the next generation. Until next time, live inspired.